what's happening guys welcome back to another weekly episode of our podcast on youtube and spotify and all other platforms but they're the best ones that we decide to talk about the most anyway so what is happening we're following on from uh, <laughs> last week's last week's yeah uh, conversation i was going to have a bit of a uh, a bit of a rant about the internet and how it's killed creativity, but I decided that that was about as useful to you as viewers as an old man shouting at clouds. Off. So what we thought we'd do is we would, we'd have a conversation about that. I'll throw in a few sort of facts and numbers to, um, to illustrate why I think it has made creativity more difficult. Well, um, I've also got a couple of things that you're probably going to disagree with, you know, um, which are things that nobody really talks about, you know. But it was kind of like the last episode. Yeah, yeah. there was a... There was a <laughs> do you know what? One thing I will say that's interesting about the last episode, and there was, a, a, I think somebody said, like, they don't get the question. Uh, and there was, like, this back and forth about, like, you know, why isn't there anything wrong with being able to design a tattoo if you're not a tattooist? And, and I think, like, the point that I was trying to make to people is it's not if you can or can't. It's more, like, should you be charging somebody? That's where I was getting at. It's, like, from a consumer's perspective, like should you design and sell a product if you don't understand how it works so for example i think like trading standards law right you're not allowed to sell products right if you don't know how they work uh, and the only reason why i know that right is one of the cash generators down the road from me was selling the tattoo kit in their windows once like fucking obviously me being me i was like what the fuck are you doing um explained and then i looked on trading standards and i found that and it's like you know legally you cannot sell this because you don't understand how it works so it's that thing it's like you're you're basically making people pay twice now just because of some of the comments i did ask my missus about it and if you don't know who my missus is she is a professional illustrator Paul knows her, she works for the Beano, she's worked for like S4C, BBC, loads of different companies, Kerrang and all that, she's, that's it, that's what she does. And I asked her that question, I said, if somebody asked you to design a tattoo for them and they will pay you, would you be comfortable doing that? And she actually turned on and said, no, she wouldn't. And she then went on and explained, it's like, how can I, as an illustrator, design a tattoo if I don't understand how tattoos age, how the different, like what the limitations are, exactly what I said last week. So when you've got like, you know, an actual creative that's in that industry saying it. So, you know, it was interesting. I, I wanted to get like that outside perspective, like, but it was really nice to see all the back and forth that we had between everybody chatting on the comments because that's kind of like what we were hoping for really it's like a, a nice little bit of a debate like well I've got I've got something to say about that that I'll come to later because I think I kind of knew that that would would be what it would be you know because it depends on where you are in the industry as to to whether you agree with that statement or not and that's in part that's part of the problem yeah right i'm going to come to that later because I've got a big statement to make that I think is going to trigger everybody um, Public but announcement. I'm going to leave Oh, yeah, you know, trigger warning, it's coming. Uh, but I thought, first of all, if I make a couple of statements yeah. uh, of how where I'm coming from with this, uh, that will give you an idea of my mindset. So, and you'll have to excuse me, I've made a few notes because I've got a few facts and figures that I want to throw at you, you know, just uh, to illustrate my point. Yeah. If I make something, it's mine, and if, if I make it for sale and you use it without paying for it, it's theft. Yes. You walk up to my car, jump in and drive off without my permission, you've stolen my car. Did you see the post that Banksy put up on Instagram the other day? Yeah, it was 
the other day, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's like calling all shoplifters head over to this fucking store because they're using my... They, they were using his art and they were basically stealing from him. Without permission. Yeah, and it's that's clearly unfair, you know what I mean? How can you ask permission of somebody that is theoretically anonymous? No one knows who he, he does is. have an agency called um, called Pest Control that you can contact for... Is it? That's you know, cool. for that. It's called Pest Control, right? Um... And then the other statement that I want to make before we get into it is that as far as I'm concerned, fame is a byproduct of your ability. It is not a goal in itself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So if you set out to be just become famous, then that is not the right goal. If you set out to become really, really good and you end up famous because yeah. you're really good, fame is a byproduct. Fame is not a destination. Yeah. This will make more sense as we get further into this like conversation. You know what I mean? That, I think that's a that that's an issue with like with the fame thing where people they they genuinely do like their their career goal as an artist or as a let's just say tattooist. Their career goal as a tattooist is not to be like a fucking solid tattooer. It's to be a famous tattooist, uh, the rock star. If we yeah. use our channel, for example, like I will go, like I put a post up today and I was saying like, we started this channel because it was helping us with our mental health during lockdown. And, you know, it was more a case of like, we're not doing it now to be famous. We're doing it because we really enjoy it and we just want to get good at doing it. <laughs> the final part of that, of this kind of setup statement is as the content creator, the commercial side of things should acknowledge the importance of my role in commerce yes. and compensate me correctly for my efforts instead of enslaving me. Wait, can I, can I, uh, can I make a statement? Of course you can. I totally agree with what you're saying because I have a friend that is, has been in a similar situation where they've worked for a company that has been paying them to produce artwork. And when you look at the ratio of how many hours that is put into that artwork to how much they get paid and then to how much they fucking make, it's so drastically, like the scales is, you know... It, Massively it, it, different. It works out far less than the minimum wage. And a lot of companies are like that. Before we get into this, like what I want to say is I don't think any of this right now is affecting tattooing in in the way that it's affecting the other creative no. industries that I've worked in. But because I have worked as a professional musician and a professional graphic designer, and I've seen the way those industries have been affected, maybe not deliberately by the internet. It's a byproduct of you know of an, another idea that hasn't quite landed. I think the way people thought it was going to land. And I look at those things. I look at the position my musician friends are in now. Uh, and I look at the position my illustrator and graphic designer mm. friends are in now and it's it's fucking dire you know it really yeah. really is dire especially when you know all of the news is telling us about cost of living crises and all this and you've got touring musicians that are in bands with record deals going I'm probably not going to be able to afford to eat and, and have heating yeah. in my house because I'm just not going to make enough money that that worries me deeply um, and I look at it as an overview and all I can see is that everybody's enjoying more music than ever before everybody's watching more movies everybody's like buying artwork for their houses and, and enjoying it and, and all that sort of stuff and the creative people are being paid less and less and yeah. less to the point where 
um, they almost don't want to pay for any artwork at all. I mean, even uh, recently, Billie Eilish and Adobe did a thing where they allowed, they, they did a call for fan art and fans were, you know, this is Billie Eilish and Adobe, fans were asked to supply artwork to be put on a T-shirt for Billie Eilish and nobody got fucking paid. They just used the artwork for free. Nobody got any money. You just got the pleasure of seeing your artwork on a T-shirt. And what that is telling people is artwork isn't worth anything. But isn't that like a fucking... There's a tattoo brand. I'm not going to say the name, but there is a brand out there in the tattoo industry that sells merchandise, sells T-shirts. And I've got a few friends that have designed shirts for them. Yep. And rather than them... They don't pay you. They just kind of go, look, man, you know, fucking design these T-shirts for us. We'll give you some free shirts. And it's just like, nah, man, fucking pay me. I know that a lot of lot of the people that are watching, as well as being tattooists, are musicians and illustrators. Yeah. So the, the illustrators and designers out there will know this when I say it. How many times have you heard the phrase, well, look, just do this one for free because it will be really good for your portfolio and for your career, and then we might pay you for the next job. Yeah. Now, that's called spec work, right, you know, and most of the professional creators that I know don't get involved in spec work because it's a way of companies getting tons of artwork for nothing it's basically crowd sourcing you know everything and there's so many brands out there there's a number of tattoo brands that if you search um there's a crowdsourcing website you can find their logos that were done where yeah. they just put them out and paid a tenner you know they have like a competition design our logo the winner gets it and you pay a tenner it's, it's fucking nonsense is that the competitor's website the fiver it's like you got fiver you got tenner I don't think it's bad in tattooing um, I, and I don't think it, it it affects us yet I think it's only going to affect a small portion as well mind like small portion of us um, you know because we're all, we ultimately we're making this stuff with our hands but I do think that as tattooing gets bigger because tattooing is getting bigger and bigger I think there will be more cause for this because we only haven't been affected so far because we don't generate millions you've got to insert the rock and millions <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't generate enough money but as in, when as an industry the industry's worth you know billions now yeah. people will start coming in like we've seen you know we've done episodes about you know tattoo conglomerates coming together and all that sort of stuff we're starting to see those movements happening yeah. in tattooing that were the were like the early days of the music business and the creative industries and it just it, I get a few like alarm bells start ringing do you know what I mean yeah. and like I go ooh fucking I hell this, this could go you know horribly wrong and I don't want to be like you know chicken little the sky's falling the sky's falling because I really don't think yeah. it is but I do think that as a set of people as a set of creatives that haven't been ripped off yet um, I think that if we get in front of it and have a mindset you know like a collective mindset of like this is how it's going to be it would be better for us all long term I don't yeah. think this video will make any fucking difference to that if I'm absolutely honest with you you know I think most of you will have switched off by now you know to give you an idea of where my fears come from, let me do um, a couple of examples. Yeah. So let me put this to you, Chris. If if I said to you, Chris, like I'm I'm really in trouble, I need to buy a new car, I can't afford it, I need a thousand pound for a new car, right? And, and will you lend it me? And you lent me a thousand pound to buy a new car, and then I gave you the thousand pound back. Who now owns the car? You own the car. Not if I'm a musician, I don't. Ah. So imagine a situation where you borrow a thousand pounds to make your record 
and then you pay out of the money that that record sells for, out of all that money, you pay back that £1,000, but you still don't own the record. The record company owned the record and the rights to that record. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. They can release it in every different version they want. Yeah. And, and that is a standard record deal. Now, imagine this. So you sign a record deal, right? And you're making records and, and somebody comes along to you and says, hey, Chris, um, we think you'd be perfect for a part in this movie. Um, imagine how you would feel them. They go, we'll give you eight million to appear in the new movie with The Rock, right? And you go, great. And then the record company turn around and go, oh, we want our percentage from you. Oh, with managers and shit. Yeah. Well, no. It's called a 360 deal. So as the record company's uh, revenues have been reduced, um, what they've done is they create this thing called a 360 deal where their percentage extends to everything that you make in any fucking industry. So if you open, you know, if you as Chris, the signed artist, open up a bar, they they get their percentage from your bar, right? Because they own they own you. Yeah, that wouldn't flow. That is essentially that modern slavery, right? If you want to. If you want to see this, you know, if you're at all interested in this um, and, you know, you want to see it explained at much greater length, uh, watch the movie with 30 Seconds to Mars called Artifacts where they go, they break all this down and how all this works. And it's, um, it's both fascinating and terrifying at the same time. Mm. That's the kind of stuff that musicians are facing. It's why Prince in the 90s had Slave written down his face because he couldn't he, he couldn't do what he wanted to do because his record he's a huge star he's fucking Prince for God's sake and his record company own him like he's basically a slave yeah. to give you an idea of you know how other creative people have had you know their revenues like reduced you know like now you, you got to understand like I said at the beginning I'm coming from the position that if I made it it's mine and I should get compensated first right so a bit like you I think you said last week or the week before you said like without tattoos tattoo artists in it a tattoo studio is just an empty room yeah, it's just an empty right room. so in the same way this very platform that we're talking to you on now, whether you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, right? Do we actually make any money off Spotify? We don't make a fucking penny. I'll tell you why in a minute, right? If you took YouTube and removed all the content, right? Yeah. It's just an empty website, right? It's an empty box, right? It's got nothing in it, right? If you remove all the music from Spotify, what the fuck is it? It's just an empty box, yeah. again. It's an app with nothing in it. You don't go to Spotify or YouTube to look at the beautiful interface and how well-programmed it is, do you? No. You go there to watch content or to listen to content. Shout out to the Spotify listeners. Well done. Other streaming platforms are available. And they pay slightly better. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no, actually, a couple of them play slightly worse. <laughs> Let me give you this as an example, right? Because, you know, you know that our channel's monetized, right? And we have adverts at the beginning and we've had conversations over the last 12 months with people that they've kind of considered that we make millions from okay. our advertising can we, can we just before we go into this right before we go into the money side of things can we take a a really generous estimate as to how much it's cost us to make this channel before we go any further with how much we make from it because I think people will be quite um, worried I think like you know I, I, I think a conservative estimate is around twenty thousand pounds. 
Is that 10 grand each? See, I'm thinking more because like my, two of my cameras and my laptop is 10 grand and i got two computers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think I've just, for stuff that I use to make this channel, I think I'd, I'd be 10 grand in. So between 20 to 25 grand is cost us then to put on this show. Every time you watch an advert, like the, the person who's put the advert on their content gets a small amount of money. It's And so I won't bother going into the percentages, right? But I'll put it like this for you as a tattooist. Imagine this. This is the situation. Imagine you come and work in my tattoo studio and I say, I think your work is worth £500 a day, right? Um, and so I, and I'm going to compensate you at the same rate as what YouTube give to content creators online. When you finish your £500 tattoo, I would hand you a pound. Wild, isn't it? <laughs> That's what you'd be taking home every day. You'd be doing 500 quid's worth of work and, pull, and pulling down a quid, all right? Spotify pay less than that. You'd be getting less than a quid if it was the Spotify business model. Now, this is what other creatives are putting up with particularly you know cinematographers and you know filmmakers are having to put up with that and musicians it's nuts isn't it like if you think the fine art world would be better anybody out there who's tried to make a living as a fine artist will tell you that that is one of the worst and most corrupt industries in the fucking world you know in my opinion well obviously. fine art is just it's just it's just legal it's just money laundering tax dodging basically yeah. it's just basically legal money laundering Yeah. shout out to all the fine artists they can't watch us they can't afford a fucking computer or a phone in every business model that I've researched um, all that I've found is that the creatives have always been getting the shit end of the stick yeah. they've always been getting the least money historically this yeah. isn't the internet that's done this right this has always happened like this right um, so, you know, we can't really expect anything to change. But what's happened is with the birth of high-speed internet and the access to the tools and everything, it has got considerably worse for us now. Yeah. Now, what, what worries me about that as tattooists is that because I think, and this is where I'm going to be saying something that, that might upset all of you, I think as creative people, we are our own worst enemy. Oh, right? totally. I think the the person the person that fucks us over the most is the person slightly lower down the ladder than we are. When we were lower down the ladder, we didn't give a, a thought for the people higher up the ladder. We didn't care, you know. And as you get up the ladder and you go, shit, no wonder professionals have to charge this amount of money. It costs a lot of it money to do money. this. But we also get fucked over. But on your well. way up, you don't think of it. You know what I mean? You know, and and that's why I think because we're only thinking of our own, you know, our own artwork and trying to launch something. And I think it's, you know, whereas I agree that giving the creative tools to everybody, which was one of the big promises of, of like, you know, everybody should be a photographer, everybody can be, a, you know, a designer, everybody can be a musician. I I completely one hundred percent agree with that. Right? It's like for, to me, freedom of creativity is like freedom of speech. You should be able to do it. There should be no barrier to entry, and I absolutely agree with it. The problem then is when you couple that with social media that tells everybody your goal should to be should be to become famous now everybody wants to be fucking famous and nobody yeah. knows why everybody wants like, to be the fucking goal, influencer doesn't he yeah everybody's goal should be to get good not to get famous because where we get fucked over by commerce is that while we're chasing fame they can use that as a carrot 
If you want to be a really famous, big-name tattooist, you've got, you can do this. You've got to do this thing. You've got to do that thing. Yeah. And as creative people, we, we compromise too easily yeah. because we generally, we do undervalue what we do. It's, no, it's no, just, totally. unfortunately, it's the but, way it is. So, I, like, I, I'm going to use this as a really good example, right? So I'm going to have to go to my calculator beer. I, and this is down to, like, how companies don't value artists, right? I designed a weightlifting belt for, for a mate's company, like, quite a few years ago, right? And um, I remember when, and like, I, I done it as a favour. I think I charged me 300 quid, right, to design a weightlifting belt. And I didn't design the belt before people fucking kick off. I designed the graphics for the weightlifting belt because I'm not a weightlifting belt designer. I don't know the technical aspects of designing a weightlifting belt, but I designed the artwork for it. Good save, Chris. And I, <laughs> and I charged him 300 quid, right? Now, I checked their... I, I seen a post on their Instagram, right? And they were like, you know, at this point, and this was a few years ago, that belt was their best-selling weightlifting belt. They sold 25,000 belts, right? At £74.99. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money. When they came back to me and said, like, we would like you to design another belt for us, I was like, that's awesome. Future Chris here now knows how much you fucking make, also knows his worth and his value. So how much are you looking to pay for me to design a belt? I said, I'll give you two options. Give me a pound off every belt you sell, or you can pay me a fair rate. And my fair rate, I was like, look, looking by, judging by the last design I did for you was one of your best sellers. You know, you're looking a minimum of ten grand because I know you're going to make fucking nearly a million off it. Yep. And I, I, and it's just like, nah. They were like, uh, I'm like, well, a pound a belt then. Give me a, give me a royalty on the on the belt, a pound of belt. But because that company, right, could know that they can go onto Fiverr or some some crowdsourcing design sites and go, hey, we've got this great project. Everybody's provided design, and there are people out there, like I said last week, with um, a stolen copy of Windows running on a laptop, running a stolen copy of design software, all cracked and everything, and they'll just sit there and go, well, I can do it for 50 quid. One thing I want to say, though, before I go any further, like, the guy who owns the company, he's a mate. Like, there's no bad blood or anything like that. I was just merely pointing out that, as a company, they weren't willing to be prepared. Well, see, what I'd ask is, why that company, right, having sold a successful design and knowing that it'll do well... Like, why do they not feel that the artwork is worth the money? Why does somebody who listens to music all day on Spotify not feel that it's worth paying the artist for the work that they've done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Spotify get basically get the lion's share of all that money. Even the record companies get are getting shafted by Spotify, right? But And then they, you know, yeah. shit rolls downhill, so then they, they make it even worse for the artist. But the person who's making that song that you love, that you're dancing around your kitchen to with your wife, they're not getting paid. The average artist on Spotify makes £12 a month from their music. You want to try and live on £12 a month? Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, where's the longevity in this? There are, you know, musicians out there who just can't make a living and uh, the problem is that for every every band out there they go do you know what no we can't make the album for that amount of money there's fucking five million other bands that will take that deal yeah. just to get started 
And this is what I'm on about. Wait, it's the same with artwork, isn't as it? As creatives, you know, we we fuck each other over, you know. And what we ought to be doing is going, no, look, look, we all want to get paid. I, I don't need to be a millionaire, right? I, I don't need to be making 80s rock star money, right? But I need to be able to fucking have a, at least make a minimum wage. I mean, come on, man. You know, it's, it's like, it's a huge amount of effort. And, and this is why I said to you last week, like, content has killed culture because yeah. the, the, there's no... Nobody sees or, uh, or has any value in, in the, the cultural significance of great art, right? No, it's just content. Yeah. And, and I, that really upsets me as somebody who's made their in, entire living, their entire life as a creative person. When I see it getting more and more difficult for kids starting out in tattooing, there's a, a million tattooists now but that will just go and work in studios for a quid. And you're like, well, I, I can't do it. You know, it's like how many people have said to us here that I can't go to a studio and apprentice for three years for no money because I've got a family to pay for. Yeah, but that's like, down I've, to I've the got to studio. do all of that, that, that you know what I mean? That's down to the tattoo industry being fucking... Yeah, but hey, really why can the studio... Yeah, why can the studios get away with it? How can they... Why are they able to undervalue people so much? It's because if you don't decide to go and work for free for three years to Someone do your apprenticeship... Not even someone else, some million other else will go, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I'm still living at home with my mum and dad. And that's why there is this massive barrier to entry for older people. You know what I mean? Because like you you can't afford to get ripped off. And it's why kids are coming into the industry, and, by, and I'm not diminishing who you are by calling you kids. I'm just mean younger people, right? They're getting absolutely shafted on their way into the industry and like ripped off blind because if you if you are lucky enough to get an apprenticeship and you have to pay five grand a year, right? If you don't pay it, somebody else will. This is why, like, I won't take anyone on now as an apprentice, and it's not because I don't want to. Like, there is part of me that, like, you know, with, with everything that's going on in life at the minute, I, I just don't have the time to, to teach somebody. But it's the... It's the I, if I'm going to take on an apprentice, I want to be able to make sure that I can afford to pay them. If I'm going to be expecting yep. them to be in my studio, you know, every single day, then they need to be paid minimum wage for the hours that they're working and the hours that Absolutely. they're learning. They don't get paid because they're learning, you know, as you would in anything. If you're in a career, you know, if you go to in university, anything. yes, you pay yep. to go to a university. So if you wanted to charge, and this is the other side of it, like if you want to charge somebody for an apprenticeship, then you must only teach them to tattoo. You can't charge somebody yep. for an apprenticeship, expect them to work for you for fuck all, and then teach yep. them a little bit. It's like, if you pay, if, they, if you're charging for that, you've got to fucking teach them. So yeah. They, they, but you imagine, if instead of you being the exception right because you that that attitude is more the exception than the rule yeah if you if we as an industry when we all agree with you chris so what we're going to do from now on all apprentices when you when you go to a studio you'll be paid minimum wage and okay. uh, or you pay for your training and you will only be taught to tattoo right so let, let's just i don't care if any studio owners call me a prick because i fuck you up and your apprentices go to you it is illegal to have somebody doing an unpaid internship they made that illegal you have if you are in the uk let's say if you're in the uk i don't the laws are like anywhere else in the world but if you are in the uk 
You legally cannot have somebody working for you for free or working for you for free in exchange for training. They don't do it in 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 the electrician trade. They don't do it in plumbing. You know, no. they have to pay their apprenticeships. Yes, they have government yeah. subsidies. But do you know what? They're in college a couple of days a week, and the days that they're working with the people, they're getting paid, and that's what it should be like in the tattoo industry. Yeah, it should if be like that. Should be the same. Yeah, you should be getting paid because, like, it's that old school mentality, and it's but it's the same. It with the won't 50/50. it won't change until all these people that are trying to get into the industry refuse to work for free, and there'll always be somebody that will go and work for free. They will and always, so they'll yeah. all, and so, and that's why I'm saying it's this. That's why creative people historically have always been the worst off yeah. because. We, we're always the ones to go, well, if he won't do it, I will. It might be good. For, it might help my career, you know. Uh. Um, my, my question or my kind of wrap-up of this is like, how does this relate to tattooing? And, um, and what could we or should we be doing to, uh, to help us avoid finding ourselves in, in the same position as our other creative brothers and sisters in the music industry and illustration and fine art and all that? And um, so I've got a couple of a couple of things that I, I think would be a good overview. If you're getting into this industry, right? Um, my my advice, and I, you know, and I've, I've talked about this on the channel a few times, but I, I think this frames that advice a little bit better. The first thing I think you should do is make sure you own everything, right? So get yourself your own website, get yourself your own mailing list and do most of your work through that, right? Because things like YouTube, things like um, things like Instagram, things like Facebook, they're all rented spaces. And as we see, you know, you know, Facebook dipping and Instagram dipping and all of our reach and our engagement is fucking falling off a cliff, right? Well, um, if you build your business around People go to your website, they receive emails from you and you speak to those people directly without social media, you're not in a rented space. You are in a space that you control. So you know how many names are on your list and you can keep that list and you can email people. You can take that list from studio to studio as you travel and it's those are your people. It's like, a, I guess, like a band would have a fan club type of idea. It's, it's, it's that kind of idea, right? The other thing that I would say is stay independent for as long as you possibly can. Right? Be an independent industry. Don't be beholden to other people and, and run your business as an indie, right? So that means, like, I would... Personally, I would steer away from having a boss in a tattoo studio. I would I would open my own tattoo studio and I would do it for myself because you know I would I would keep that. I've have the understanding that if you're working in a tattoo studio and you are self-employed, yeah. then you do not have a boss, you have a landlord. Yeah, yeah, you, like we were talking about the other week, you have a landlord, not a boss. Understand that um, and don't behave like an employee if because you're not an employee, so run your own business. Oh, we're going to fucking piss off a load of shop owners. Well, I mean, well, we just got, you know, as shop owners, we're both shop owners yeah. and, you know, we both try and look after... I mean, I the guys that, that work in my studio, that I'm their landlord... Uh, I try to look after them as best I can, you know, you because know, I won't ask anybody in my studio to work in, a condi in conditions that I wouldn't yeah. work in. So I, I just look at it and go, this is what I do. I try and keep it fair. 
Um, and I, you know, yeah, I, I make money out of the tattoos that they make, but I provide them with what I think is a really good service, yeah. right? So, because it, when you're a landlord, it's about providing a good service to the people that rent the space from you. You know, I take that very seriously. Do you know one thing, right? I will say this, like, I, I, I've just probably been like an unfortunate person that's had a couple of fucking bosses, not bosses, you know, shop owners that I've worked for that have, you know, just kind of like stretched the truth or whatever, but like, I've always been made to think as a tattoo artist that oh having a tattoo studio is so stressful oh so expensive having a tattoo shop oh it's this it's that that's all you know that and that was just their way to try and justify me paying them the amount of money that I was paying them and it's like you know when yeah, yeah. when the time come and it's just like it's nowhere near as expensive as what no. people make up and if it is you're fucking doing something wrong you know, and at the end of the day, if you're running a studio and providing spaces for five people, there will be admin and stuff that you got to do. And if you get stressed doing it, have a private studio and stay there on your own. If you don't fancy it, like, because it's not for everybody, right? I, you know, I've got, you know, five guys, five, six guys that work in the studio. And, you know, I've got to look after them and make sure everything's okay. It's my job to keep the heat, the internet, the light on, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, okay, there are challenges. But at the end of the day, if I don't like, if I, if I didn't want to do any of that, and if it really got to me, I'd just stay in the studio on my own and have a smaller studio and, and do it that yeah. way. Like if, You don't have to have loads of people working for, with you or for you or renting space from you. You don't have to do that. You can just have your own little like private shop and just do it that way. Um, and then my third point or my third idea would be uh, don't undervalue yourself. Because I think all creative people, we, we do undervalue what we do because it's our love and our passion and we just want people to see it and enjoy it. We just want to get it out there and we fall foul of people going, well, you know, if you want to get it out there, then, you know, it, you're going to have to give it me for free to put it out there for you. Yeah. As you, you know, you travel through the industry, in any creative field this is, you will have companies come along and uh, go, we've noticed that you're using our product and we, we would like to sponsor you or we, we would like you to endorse this product. Um, my advice there would be, understand what a sponsorship deal is or an endorsement deal is, right? It's a business-to-business -business deal, right? And at the end of the day, if you're signing away the rights to all of the images of the tattoos that you've ever done for somebody else to use to sell their products and you're just receiving a few free bits of tattoo gear, you're doing it wrong. The F1 calendar is just finished you know and at the end of every f1 race the, the the you know the top three guys they stand on the podium and they've they've all got like a big shiny watch on do you think that they just did they just wore that watch on the podium for a free watch do we really believe that those guys went rolex 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 just for a free rolex i guarantee there was money involved yeah. in that so before i wrap this up and everything. There is one thing I've got to say. I was in the comment section uh, for last week's uh, episode and I did promise known unknown 7607 uh, that I was going to talk about AI artwork and its effects on the creative industry. Um, this episode's already running pretty long, so I'm not going to get into that because I think there's an episode in itself. Should we talk about that next week? So I think we'll talk, what we'll do is we'll talk about AI artwork next week and, you know, because, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk about how tech companies now think that our work is worth so little that we can be replaced with a fucking a toaster that can make fucking artwork better than me. And I'm like, 
that I've got lots to say on that subject. But I want to do a little bit more research into the into the the stuff. Like you know what I mean? I, that like Ooh. there's um. I want to understand it a little bit more because I've only really mucked about with uh, Mid Journey a little bit and I thought it was cack. I have a question. Honest, but we'll talk about that next week. I have a question for you to find out. This is you got to find out the answer to this by next week, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you go on to that app or whatever, right, and you make a piece of art using AI, who owns the copyright? I fucking guarantee it's not you. The creative's never going to own the copyright. Somebody else is fucking going to own it somewhere. You know what I mean? Somebody owns it somewhere and it's not going to be you. I hope that... I mean, I don't think we've answered any questions, but I hope that this is food for thought. I've enjoyed the chat. It's been nice. If, if you're trying to get into the industry um, and understand that as you come in and you, make, and you make these compromises, that what you're realistically doing is the pain that you're going to have to solve offer in the future you're just kicking that can down the road right yeah because when you come into the industry and you work cheap and you, you know you do shit for free you're hurting the future you when you've got a studio and there's somebody down the road working cheap and free because they can and and you're just making it worse for you as you go through the industry we do you know we're just we're just paying the pain forward right obviously don't not get into the industry I, I, you know I've told you a million times get in here however you get in but understand never don't, never don't give up never don't give up right but also understand that at some point a bit like me and Chris you'll be at the other end of it going I can't fucking believe this I've got these fucking licenses to pay I've got rent I've got heat I've got lighting what the fuck you know you, that's the you know that's the pain you're going to have to wear because we're all part of this you know this fucking cyclical thing that's that's going on like you know the new licensing stuff in Wales that's coming I keep going on about it and on about it but it is it's starting to roll out now they're doing the courses but that side of things is getting so much more stricter so even if you are somebody that is wanting to learn to tattoo and you are being like fuck it I'm going to do it on my own I'm going to do it in my house like you are potentially going to completely fuck your career up because if you get caught or if you get reported I think it was like a slap on the wrist before but now they are taking it extremely seriously unlimited fines potential prison sentences you know also with the the criminal record side of things you have to have a DBS check to do your tattoo like to get your tattoo license if you've been arrested and charged with breaching the tattoo regulations then you'll never be a tattooist so there's so much more as it progresses that everybody's got to take into consideration yeah and so navigate that you know however wherever you are in the world navigate the laws make sure you're on the right side of the law and and work out ways that you can get paid for the the stuff that you do based on the value of what you do in some way you know you've got this is the world we're in this is the you know we have to like like the, my musician friends they're just having to work out okay this is the landscape how do i even make a living in this landscape and you know there's there's a lot of stuff like i say i don't think it's anywhere near as bad for us as it is for the musicians. You know, that's why a lot of you out there, like me, are ex-musicians that now make money as, as tattooists because, you know, you can't make fucking money as a musician. But that's why I do worry about it because I've seen that, you know, potential earning disappear. In the music industry, there's definitely become a pushback. And I'm going to use Post Malone for, for an example. Like he, they, I think the record label wanted him to not release his song. Do you know what I mean? And they were like holding him back and he was just like, fuck that. He took control. Take control of your career. You know, take, 
be mindful that it's yours. This is this thing that you're building and try and hang on to as much of it. If you were a musician, I, my, my thing would be keep your fucking publishing. That's And musicians out there will understand what that is. But So what I'm saying is from a tattoo point of view, it's kind of the same thing. The shit you own, hang on to it and make sure it's yours and you money. If it's going to make money, make sure it makes money for you first, not everybody else. You know what I mean? Like try and do it that way. And so with that, I hope this has been food for thought. Um, I look forward to the I look forward to the comments section. You guys have got pretty leery in the comments over the last couple of weeks, yeah. and I really enjoy your input. It's good. So it's good. you know, please do. You know, all that business. Uh, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, obviously, big shout out to our sponsors, Electrum and Raw. <laughs> Electrum and Raw. Thanks for uh, thanks for putting some money in the kitty because fucking YouTube don't. And uh, we'll see you next time. I've been Paul, and I've been Chris. We'll see you next time, guys. Take care. Wah, 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 wah. Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>